than, uh, than we experience them, even the ones with the greatest mind and greatest capacity of knowledge and information are like a drop of water in the ocean. They're real pure and clear and cleansed and amazing drop of water, but in the ocean. So like, don't forget your measure. Don't forget your size. In reality, um, on daily basis, on daily basis, we're experiencing waves on waves of calamity, of difficulties, of pressure, of stress with no end. And it's, uh, it's not even funny. It's like it's, uh, it becomes crazy. Like people are overwhelmed from the challenges and difficulties. We, we can see that um, from the posts, like um, the posts that are catching the most are posts who are pulling people out of despair who are finding their place in the hearts of the people who went through horrible trauma and the greatest um, pain. And you can see that those are the, the strongest posts in this period of time. The difficulties and the challenges are not um, skipping the righteous ones. No one can be avoided from the challenges and the difficulties. And um, in those times, even though in every day that the world was exist, some people could say, these are very hard days. The days are very complex because some always went through difficulties and challenges, but Today, there are greater um, heavenly corrections that are taking place that requires our physical bodies to surrender. And that surrender is very hard. Our bodies became very stiff and very stubborn and very hurt from all the past lives and all the trauma that we experienced in this world or in earlier lifetimes, as we said before, in reality, our bodies became very, very sensitive, very, very sensitive, very hectic. Every single thing that we go through is like challenging and difficult and painful and very like shameful and hurtful, and exhausting us. Like a person after a phone call can go to bed for four hours and not able to pull himself out. And not only the depressed ones, just very big amount of people are experiencing emotional pressure and stress. But in those difficult hours, in those hardest times, we must understand that corresponding to the amount of darkness, a great amount of light is standing up and is available for us to use for the sake of our people, for the sake of those broken souls. And I'll give you an example how the Torah is a tool for us to use to fight against evil. The verse is saying, Et asher yohav Hashem yochiach. Hashem rebukes the ones he loves. Complex verse, 
only people with certain amount of faith and understanding about the maker's intention, educating and teaching us can relate even to that verse and understand, okay, all the rebukes and all the shames that I'm going through in my life are not for empty reason. They're coming for a purpose. And that purpose is that I'm going to learn, that I'm going to develop. And the evidence is that Hashem loves me. The verse is saying that Hashem loves me and he's educating me because he has faith in me. He has hope with me that I'm going to grow. So, okay, thank you, Hashem, for the challenges. As if we're able to deal with those challenges, but the truth is that we're not. The truth is that we are trying to strengthen ourselves as much as we can. Okay, Hashem, like I'm drowning from the shames. I'm drowning from the insultings. Hashem, I'm like, I'm suffocating. Bloop, 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 bloop. And then like, okay, Hashem, oh, thank you for rebuking me. Trying to save our own lives by educating ourselves, forcing ourselves into that high level of faith to believe that there is a purpose for our pain. For how long do you think that you can keep on beating yourself and hitting yourself and telling yourself that? And even if it's based on true words of sages, of righteous people who said and confirmed that that is the approach and that is what the Hashem wanted. Guys, there are different understandings to this verse as well. And I'm going to give you one for an example, just to see how the Torah can be used in our hands as a weapon to save our lives and the lives of all of our surroundings. Et asher yohav Hashem yuchiach. We're going to try to break down this verse in a different way, to understand the different meaning that fits and sits within those words, without twisting the words, without changing the words, without running away from the words. No, just a different point of view on the same words. Et asher yohav Hashem yochiach. Instead of saying et asher yohav Hashem yochiach, instead of saying Hashem will rebuke the one he loves, we're going to say et asher yohav the one that the ones that will love. That's a way that you can understand that verse in Hebrew in the way that it's originally was given to us. Et asher yohav the ones that will love. Hashem yochiach, they will rebuke Hashem. The ones that has complete love and compassion, they have the power to argue and fight with Hashem and even rebuke Hashem, like Moshe, like Abraham, like Elijah the prophet. The greatest, holiest ones, the ones that were appointed to lead the world to lead the people of Israel, they took it upon themselves to fight with Hashem, to battle with Hashem, to argue with Hashem, and sometimes even to rebuke Hashem. Yes, even to rebuke Hashem. Moshe is the best example for that, and I can say the examples, even though I mentioned them many, many times in the past, but Moshe, 
he himself is blaming Hashem on all the downfalls of the people of Israel and saying, you hid your face from them. How come you're blaming them from not, for not following you when you are hiding your face from them? Until when you're going to keep on hiding your face from them? This is a request that is being asked by King David. It's a request that is being asked by Eliyahu Navi, Elijah the prophet. This is a request that is being asked by Moshe Rabbeinu. The, the strongest, most powerful leaders of the people of Israel. And they're teaching us that we can also stand and express our great pain in front of Hashem, even if it comes out in a way of rebuke. But for that, for us to be in that position, in that level, we need to stand fit to the beginning of the verse, et asher yohal, to be from those ones that loves when your tshuva, when your connection to Hashem is based on love, then you can have a relationship that is based on love. But when you have an interest, when you have a reason, when you have a motive, when you're not here for Hashem, when you're here for your own selfish reasons, then you need to be like more polite, more honorable, more to hold yourself back a little bit. Because if you won't, you're just going to be rude your rebukes and your arguments against Hashem will not be based on the sincerity and purity of your heart. They will be based on your disappointment for your lack of success, for your failures. So out of your rage and frustration, not taking responsibility on your own mistakes and on your own um, failures, you're coming and blaming someone else for your wrongs. But when a person is dedicated with all his heart to Hashem, then he allows to walk in that path of the righteous ones and to fight even with the maker of the universe for that great cause of saving and redeeming the world. When Moshe Rabbeinu was taking the people of Israel out of Egypt, he stood against Hashem and fought with him and argued with him several times and told him no on that and no on that. And you cannot do this and you cannot do that. And it was only because that Moshe realized that Hashem had a greater will than the will that he expressed. When a father is rejecting his kid and telling him, go to your room, a silly kid will judge his father with anger and will say, no, he's not listening to me. He doesn't want my good. He doesn't care about me. He just kicked me out of his face. He just sent me to my room. He didn't want to hear me all the way. That's a silly kid. Of course, we're not talking about the scratched and broken parents of ours that didn't have a clue in education and also ourselves that don't really know how to educate our own children. We're talking about the ideal parenting issue on the topic, on the subject, not on the people. When you have a normal parent, when you have a normal father that is sending his son to his room and the son is silly, so the son won't be able to accept the rebuke. But when the son is wise, he's listening to the voice of his father and he's realizing my father that wants me to be close to him, my father that wants to be close to me, my father that wants me to be happy, he is the one that now had to send me to my room because he could not find a better way to help me face my own issues, for me to 
fix myself, for me to take responsibility on my mistakes. So then that kid is going to his room and working on himself and starting to think and doing tshuva and coming back to Hashem. So when we are going into difficulties, we need to judge Hashem favorably. We need to understand, even though that Hashem is kicking us to our rooms and not letting us out and stopping us and holding us and on and on and on, when Hashem is doing that, we cannot say to ourselves, oh no, Hashem hates me, Hashem doesn't care about me, Hashem doesn't listen to my prayers. That's silliness, that's foolishness. The truth is that Hashem wants to hear every word that comes out of your mouth. And Hashem, He loves you. Hashem wants you to be happy. And Hashem wants you to grow and to bloom and to prosper and to succeed and to rise and shine and be so joyful and happy and, and glad in any possible way. He doesn't want anything else for you, anything else but that happiness. But you must go through a certain process that sometimes humiliation is required for you to learn, because else you would not learn, you wouldn't open your eyes. So Moshe Rabbeinu had those eyes that he could recognize the real will of Hashem, that even though that Hashem is telling me, go to your room, Moshe is able to say, yeah, I am going, but the will of Hashem is not that we're going to go to our rooms. Hashem's will, real will is that we're going to come closer to Him, never to be rejected by Him, never. Can you imagine to yourself a father that doesn't want to be around his children, a mother that doesn't want to feel closeness to her children? It's impossible. I'm talking again in a norm, on the topic of parenting, not about the people. People today are all damaged. People today are all hurt. They're hurt. Your parents are hurt children from their parents that are hurt children from theirs. It's like... You cannot blame no one. The, the, the chain does not start with your parents and you as a child. The chain began thousands of years ago in different realms, in different times, in different ages, in different states, in different places in the world, different time zones, different energy, different world, and things started to break. Things in our reality today are outcomes of thousands on thousands on thousands of, of, of reasons, of changes, of shifts, of, of twisted things that took place, of damages, of, of catastrophes, of plagues, of wars. And we are now like here and now, okay, what am I doing? What am I supposed to do? And you don't have a clue. And even if you try to go and to do things inside the zone of Torah, inside being... Torah observant and really from and Yerushalayim to have faith to believe in Hashem to do it what they do to talk to like nothing goes right nothing goes right nothing ever goes right nothing goes right and you need to understand that this is the great success of our lifetime not that things does not go right just that Hashem is sending more and more missions for us to take care of, things for us to fix, to deal with. Because Hashem believes in us that we can do amazing things. And we have the power to make those things work. And the way to do it is to aim our hearts for goodness in any life situation, no matter what. And even in the greatest, hardest 
hours in the most difficult and painful times, a person should aim his heart as if he's holding a laser beam, a laser sword, and to go and fight and to harvest all the enemies and the emotion, the, 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 the enemies of your feelings, of your heart, of your emotions. You need to fight with your fear. You need to fight with your sadness. You need to fight with your depression. You need to fight with your angers, with your tremendous anxieties. You need to fight them. You need to stand and to look at them and to say, I'm not surrendering. I'm not going nowhere. I'm going to keep on battling. I'm going to keep on fighting. I'm going to stand here because that's my truth. That's my desire. And even if I'm not going to make a step, I'm just going to stand here. I'm going to anchor myself to the ground and I'm not going to move. I'm going to stand just here and I'm going to fight till the last moment of my life. I'm going to fight and I'm going to battle for the truth and I'm going to pray for my siblings and I'm going to pray for the complete redemption and I will never stop and I will keep on praying and keep on hoping and keep on learning and keep on thinking and keep on doing tshuva and confess on my mistakes and beg for mercy. Please Hashem have mercy on me. Please Hashem have mercy on my children. Please Hashem have mercy on my loved ones. Please Hashem have mercy on my friends. Please Hashem have mercy on everyone around me. Please Hashem on the whole wide world. Please, Hashem, simple requests like this. This is what we need to speak from the heart. Hashem is not expecting you to be Moshe Rabbeinu or the Ariya Kadosh or Rabbi Chaim Vital or Eliyahu the prophet or anyone else. Hashem just asking you, can you please be yourself? That's who I do. That's who I created. That's who I want you to be. And that one, I want to serve me. Can you please do that in your area? When you go to your grocery store, there I need you to serve. Can you serve on your way to the park and back? Can you please serve me when you wake up exhausted in the morning? I remember once I woke up, it was like I woke up at 4 a.m. I had to take my son somewhere. I, I drove him and went back and went to sleep. And then we woke up again, like normal hours of the morning, like quarter to eight, something like that. And we were exhausted because in the night before we were also, we stayed very, very late. And like my wife told me, in the evening, do you remember that like in the morning at eight, at, at eight, they told her it was yesterday. What like what I, 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 I like in my head, it was yesterday night. It was still night. It was 8 a.m. For me, it felt like night. It felt like 8 p.m. yesterday night. Like what? Sometimes you wake up in the morning and it's still night. Sometimes that person that wakes up when the sun is out. It's noontime, it's already 11, it's 12, like people are on the beach playing tennis and you dead, you cannot function. It's not sunrise, it's before dawn, it's the middle of the, for you, your mind is shut off, your mind is empty, you are down, you're so down that no one can, can penetrate into your zone, you're in your own darkness. And Hashem wants you to do something in that position. Hashem wants you to lit a candle over there. Hashem wants you to start shining in that point. In that point of craziness. Do you know why? 
You are now mentally ill, okay? You are mentally sick. You are not well. You're not well. You're not okay. Your, 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 your floor tiles are in diagonal. You are not seeing the picture right. Your soul is attached to other souls. How can it be that your soul is attached to other souls? Because your parents, just for an example, they had brothers and sisters, and their brothers and sisters also gave birth to children. So your cousins relates to you in a family connection. Now, your parents had parents, and their parents had parents as well, your grandparents. Your grandparents had grandparents and great-grandparents and on and on and on. Now, all those people are your family tree. And all those people throughout all the earlier generations also had children and gave birth to different branches that became fruitful until today to families that you cannot recognize in the street that are your family members of 300 years ago. It might be that in the same community that you are today, there are like seven or 10 or 12 or maybe 70 people that you have the same family root. And you don't recognize each other and you cannot track it because you came from different countries, from different states. But the truth is that the only reason why they came from one state and you came from another is because one of the siblings 500 years ago took a boat and crossed the ocean and joined some village and joined some community over there. And when they came back after 800 years, now they seems to you as they're very different because the faces of theirs been changed a little bit and their voice and their accent has been changed and their customs has been changed. So now you look at them and see them as foreign. But the truth is that they are your family. Maybe you don't see it because it's 800 years of being divided from each other. But in truth, you're holding the same root. Now, when something happens in your life, it affects the branches. It goes up the hill, up the, the ladder. It goes up to the root. When you're shaking the small branches of the tree, all the tree is shaking. When you pull one orange off the tree in one branch, all the tree is shaking. Sometimes another orange is going to fall from the other side of the tree. Accidentally, no. Because you moved one. You moved, you pulled one. So the rest of the tree is being affected by that. So when you are holding in that diagonal position, woke up in the middle of the day, and for you, it's the middle of the night, and you're almost psychotic, and you are terrified, and you're lonely, and you're scared, and you're shaking, shivering, and you don't want to go out of bed, and you don't have life, and you don't know what to do, and you are being psychotic now. If you're now going to light one candle of faith, and you, with your simple words, going to just say, please, Hashem, I, I think I need your help now. 
I think I need your help to go out of bed. It's already 12, Hashem. Please, Hashem, help me to, to get to my next step of the day and to make myself a cup of coffee because I really need one. Please, Hashem, help me with that. And you start searching your way to your slippers. When you do so, you are affecting sobriety, holiness, balance, sanity, faith into the branches and someone else that really depend on you, that is being affected by your emotions and by your spiritual development is enjoying the fruitful effort of you coming out of the dungeons of despair of your life. Because he might also be in the same place. And maybe he is in Italy and you're not aware of his existence. And maybe he lives in Denmark or in Chicago and you don't have a clue who he is and what's his last name even. But in truth, your souls attach to each other. And if you're going to be strong, you're not only going to save yourself and your life, you're also going to affect and impact in a positive way on people who depends on you and are attached to you. <coughs> and this is our mission, to believe in ourselves that we are not the tiny individuals that our evil inclination is wanting us to think that we are trying to convince us that we are limited, that we are nothing, that we're silly, that we are ignorant, that we are a fool, that we cannot make it, that we are a failure. We're not. You are not. You are an amazing soul that is trapped in a very, very hard position, in a very physical position, in a very limited vehicle, in a very constricted body, with fears, with trauma, with pain, with darkness surrounding you in any possible way. And you have a mission to shine out through those curtains of sadness and depression and pain. And you need to carve your way out of that darkness. And for that, a great power is needed. And you have an inner channel of faith the connection of your own soul to its inner root that is the maker of the universe, the source of all living things. And from within, you can draw on power and life and joy and happiness and will to live, to bring yourself together and to bring yourself out of darkness and out of despair into a place of happiness, faith and great success. And therefore, a person should only use simple words in his prayers and to say, please, Hashem, help me. Please, Hashem, I need your help. Please, Hashem, help me to stand on my feet today. Please, Hashem, help me to brush my teeth. Please, Hashem, help me to go out of my house now. Please, Hashem, help me to make that phone call. Please, Hashem, help me to complete my obligations of today. Please, Hashem, that I'll be successful, that those idiots will pick up the phone and answer, Ribbono Shevalam, I need your help. If you're not honest enough to stand in front of the Maker and just to believe that He is with you as you are, 
you don't have the simple understanding of how much Hashem loves you. But the person that his love is endless, that he himself is working out of love, he understands Hashem so much that he can even rebuke Hashem for his actions, like we said in the beginning. The one that loves, he can even rebuke Hashem. You can go and fight with Hashem. How could you do that? And how can you do that? And why did you do this? And how can you allow those things to happen? And how can you allow those things to happen? You can fight with Hashem with all your might. Not because you know better, just because you know the truth that Hashem would never want to allow something wrong to happen, something so horrible to take place, God forbid. So how can it be that He is allowing those things to happen? That's a reason for a discussion. That's a good reason for a good debate, a good argument, a good fight sometimes to come to the truth, to the real root of the problem and to solve it from within. Thank you. So questions and answers on the M1 circle. Do we have some questions? I have a question, Rav. Please, Donna. Okay, I've been reading books and um, uh, is it um, true that um, um, when we go to the world of ha Olam, like the next world, um, that the soul breaks into levels and also parts? Uh, is there I something called I don't know what I don't know what you read, but definitely some of like for an example, our being now might be built and composed out of certain parts that in a certain level, like we said, it's like a tree. Okay, like think about the tree with branches that are breaking down to more branches that are breaking down to more and more and more. Great. Now. It might be that today in your being, you are built out of certain two branches that are not necessarily one in their root to a certain level. But if you're going to go and look deeper, you're going to see that there is a connection between them. You understand? So it's like, for an example, a soul today can be built out of a soul that comes from the family of Yosef, the son of Yaakov, and also from uh, Yehuda, the son of Yaakov. Now, they're very different. Yehuda and Yosef, like it, it was like two lions, two leaders in the same family. Like they definitely cannot really flow together in perfection. It was not so like their harmony is like only when they were one layer before, when they were still inside of Yaakov. In Yaakov, they have peace. They are one. But when they came out, it's like, all right, there is a struggle. There is Yehuda and there is Yosef. Okay, let's see how 
what are we doing? So it might be that today, the per, like your parents, one of them, for an example, came from the family of Yehuda 3,000 years after Yehuda's existence. It's like they're very, very far. And like, that's one. Okay, let's say your father. Now your mother, she's coming from the branches of Yosef. Oh man, like millions of miles of separation between those two and they got married. And now they came back into you. So now it's you holding both of those minds, you die and yourself inside of you and you, and you need to make peace. So it's true that when the soul is rising back up to Shemaim, to heaven, it feels that separation like the the prison of those two branches into one body is being released now, okay? So yeah, they are drifting away one from the other, but only for a certain while, only for a certain time, because soon when they're going to rise back to their root, they're coming back to be Yaakov again. And over there, when they are Yaakov again, there is peace again, and they're, they're making peace. They become together. There is harmony. So it's true to a certain extent that the soul is experiencing a certain inner separation when it's being freed out of its physical body that is trapping all those particles of our gigantic soul in one vehicle, in one cell. But when it goes back to the root, when it's attaching itself closer and closer to infinity, to the root of, of things, you like those parts are coming back together and the soul is experiencing a great peace and harmony again. Thanks. Thank you. Yes, yes. Recording stopped. So probably some uh, issues with uh, Hillary's connection. Someone else wants to ask something. Do we have someone that wants to ask something? Hi, Rob Dora. It's Cindy. I wanted to ask a question, please. Yes, please, Cindy. Thank please you. Ask. Thank you so much. So the 13 principles of faith from the Rambam, the 13 mm -hmm. principles of faith. I was trying to have a discussion with my friend who is, you know, she's not, she doesn't really believe in a lot of stuff or whatever. So a lot of the list, okay, fine. But then it comes down to the last two that we believe in Tchiyat HaMetim, that resurrection of the dead, and then we believe in the coming of Mashiach. So then she said to me, how do you know? I said, sometimes, you know, you just have to have blind faith. And she says, well, how do you know? Okay, so, how so do you, you, yeah. <laughs> you, remember the, you remember the story of Rabbi Akiva, that he was uh, after the destruction of the temple, so everyone were crying. And they saw the ruins of the temple, and they were crying. And Rabbi Akiva was laughing. 
Mm -hmm. And they like they thought he maybe lost his mind. Like, why is he laughing in like the worst day ever? And then uh, they asked him, why is he happy? Why is he laughing? So he said, I saw the fox, the foxes entering into the ruins of the temple. And it was a prophecy that the fox, fox will walk in, in between the ruins of the temple. And he said, when I saw that the horrible um, prophecy took place, it gave, it restored my, uh, my faith in, uh, it restored my faith in, um, in the prophets. And the, I, by that, I know that uh, also the good prophecies will take place. And, uh, and even though that now we're experiencing the harsh one, we know that the prophecies are of truth, and uh, but it is still restoring our faith in the good ones. So, to this uh, nice lady, you should respond. I don't. I would never say that it's blind faith. I don't believe in blind faith. I think that our the the the, the ones that has faith are are the only ones who are seeing things right, and so. I think that if you can prove the other 11 from that, yeah. you can easily see that the rest of them, uh, okay. the rest of them are like uh, just the next part. Right. Okay. Thank you, Rabdra. I appreciate it. Thank you. you. I think that Amen. the resurrection of the dead is like the most beautiful thing and it will take place in such a great way. It's such a, a beautiful blessing. And when it takes place, the joy and satisfaction that we will experience will be so like so Amen. so beautiful, so gorgeous that uh, that all of us will be so overwhelmed. But um, it's very simple. I don't know, to my understanding and my faith, it's a uh, it's just uh, the next step. Yeah. There is okay. no, there is no more logic in the fact that a woman can conceive and to have a child within her. Mm. It's not more logic than that the earth will be conceived and have a child within it. It's like, right. I, it's like, that is a miracle and a wonder, and it's beyond nature that the child will born. And life will take place within a woman's womb. Amen. And it's like it's like impossible in one hundred percent. So if that it became possible because of the will of Hashem, so anything that Hashem will decree will take place. Amen. Thank you so much, Rav Dror. This school admits Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Amen. Okay. Okay, so Bezat Hashem. Guys, take advantage of these great um, opportunities to ask questions. I'm sure that everyone has questions during the week when you have questions, when you're like doubting something, when you have like thoughts about yourselves on your own lives. So just uh, like write them down and bring them to those wonderful uh, Sunday, uh, Sunday Holy School that we're running here. And, uh, and you're more than welcome. And uh, to all our friends on uh, the rest of social media, so um, TikTok and on, so join us.
um, write an email to info at emuna.com and you'll be able to join our Emuna Circle. It's a great learning program. And um, we have three classes um, with me that I'm attending a week. And we have other teachers and rabbis that are speaking as well during the week, learning halakha and many other things. And you're more than welcome to join us. Again, info at emuna, E-M-U-N-A-H. Don't forget the H in the end because we don't want to forget Hashem. So don't forget the H, dot com, and you shall be answered shortly. And uh, that's it. Thank you so much, guys, everyone, for joining, for being, for breathing. And may Hashem lengthen your life in happiness and joy and great satisfaction. And may all your prayers and requests will be answered in no time. And remember to be simple, just to say, Hashem, I want to breathe. Hashem, I want to be healthy. Hashem, I need money. Hashem, I need success. Please, Hashem, help me in this. Please, Hashem, help me in that. A very nice uh, dog you have there, Elizabeth. May Hashem bless you with great happiness. I see that we have one last question by David. Please, David. Shalom, Rav. Shalom, I'm a little bit out of breath, so... Uh, Please, Hashem, forgive. help me breathe. Please, Hashem. Amen, amen. <laughs> um, my question is, you know, in the bedtime Shema, how we're supposed to forgive uh, everyone and essentially pray that nobody sinned on our account, etc.? If that's not honest for you in that moment, right? So how can you lie to Hashem? So can you lie to right. Hashem? Can I lie? Do, am I allowed to lie? I'm not allowed to lie. No, I'm not allowed to lie. So you just don't say that. You can say, please, if you want. If you feel that your anger is coming out of your own bad attributes and you want to... Um, and and you want to forgive because you feel that your bad attributes are holding you back from forgiveness. So then you can say, please, Hashem, help me to forgive to all and on and on and on and to say this nusach, this, this thing that is written over there. But only if you feel that you are doing something wrong. But if in truth you feel that there is power to your, to your frustration, and that your rage is justified, you can also ask Hashem, please Hashem, maybe I'm wrong, and maybe my anger is wrong, and please Hashem, help me not to be upset on no one from, from, from the people of Israel and all. But if you check yourself, and you feel that your anger and your frustration is justified, and you do feel that you, that you deserve and someone to compensate you for the sorrow he caused you, how can you say, please, Hashem, I want to forgive him? By forgiving him, you are dropping your debt. Now, again, if you realize that you should do that, you can do it, no problem. But if not, so you cannot say anything that you do not believe in. That's what I say. And that goes for any prayer and. Like any written prayer, I'm assuming, correct? 
it's uh, it's better to discuss it than uh, to give weapon to those ones who wants to fight with me. Rav Dror is erasing that filor that were given by the sages. Rav Dror is saying you can do this, you can not. So, uh, so I will rather to see any specific prayer that you feel uncomfortable saying, and we can discuss it specifically. It will be better. Sounds good. Rav Dror is a, is a name that is already being chewed in too many mouths by too many teeth. What so, can we do about that? No, I don't know. I'm trying to avoid. Like, if they would brush every morning, it would be okay to be in their mouth, but they're not even, like, minimal hygiene, you know? It's like, I don't feel comfortable over there. <laughs> Okay, thank you, David. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. You are so amazing and gorgeous and beautiful. Please believe me because I see you from a different angle that you cannot see yourself. So why that I will lie? May Hashem bless you with much comfort and much happiness and great success in any possible way. Amen. And see you tomorrow. Tomorrow we're going to read some holy scripts. One hour later. And um, you're more than welcome to join Bezat Hashem. It will be interesting. And on Tuesday, we have the great conversation with Ira Michelson and our friend Rod Ruben Bryan from the Native Center. Would love to hear and see you all soon. Amen. Thank you so amen, much. Amen. Be well. Emuna Project is a non-profit organization. To support this work, please make a purchase from our online store or donate through emuna.com. Thank you. My new book, Return to Your Root, is now on Amazon and emuna.com.